Hello and welcome. This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. It has been a dark, empty and depressing four weeks since the Euros. But it's time to put England's failures behind us and concentrate on the brand new football season. Which means we can start rifling through the bargain bin of football news, plucking out those tasty special offers. It's already been an impressive start to the season, with Wayne Rooney's testimonial match breaking two records. Not only was it the first ever match to be screened live on Facebook, but secondly, Wayne became the first ever player to have more hair during his testimonial than he did on his debut. But what have we got coming up on this, the first show of the new season? Jose is going to prison, clock turns on the charm, and footballers doing dodgy things with dogs. But first, big names and big money in Manchester. The silly season is even sillier than usual this year, with more money being spent on transfers than Qatar spent on set blatter and stuffing the brown envelopes of capitalism with filthy fibres faster than seemingly anyone else is Manchester United. If you are a fan of the Reds, it is an exciting time. Not only did the special one roll back into town and take the reins, but the even specialer one followed hot on his heels with Zlatan Ibrahimovic's arrival accelerating plans to expand Old Trafford just to accommodate the pair's giant egos. Speaking of the big man, those who were questioning the Zlatan's value to Manchester United were soon silenced, not by his debut scissor kick goal, by his shirt sales. In his first week as a Manchester United player, the Swedish striker clocked up an amazing £76 million worth of shirt sales. Now, that's slightly less impressive when you realise that a Manchester United shirt with Ibrahimovic on the back is going to set you back around 80 quid, but still, it's almost a million shirts in his first week at the club. Which is even more impressive given that United only sold 3 million shirts in the whole of last season. It seems to me you can flog any old rubbish as long as you stick Ibrahimovic on the back of it. So maybe that's what they need to do to finally offload Maru and Fellaini. But even the arrival of the Zlat was put in its place by the big transfer of the season. And the return of the prodigal son or should that be Pogable son, Paul Pogba, to Manchester United. Pretty much every newspaper since the beginning of time has seemingly featured in some variation one of these headlines. Pogba deal to be done in next 24 hours. Paul Pogba to seal his return to United today. Deal done and dusted for Paul Pogba. All without any transfer activity actually happening, proving there are a whole load of different ways just to say We have absolutely no idea what's going on, but need to sell some newspapers. Eventually, the deal was done for a paltry £98 million. Pounds. That's almost double the cost of Leicester City's championship winning squad, by the way. But how was the deal announced for the most expensive player in history? With a rap video, of course. <laughs> Couple young kings. Look, 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 man, I'm the one they all fear. I was the man of the year last year. Now I'm the man of the year for the second year straight, like nobody don't compare. And now I'm sitting on the top and I'm looking straight down, like holding, is anybody there? Shut down Malia, shut down Iceland, oh my god, it's not fair. Look, man, I was on the roads when Dizzy me stopped that, stop that, stop. You're not a bad boy, stop that, stop that, stop. Paintings on my WhatsApp, WhatsApp, WhatsApp. Yeah, they love when I drop that. Grime artist Stormzy not only had everyone over the age of 30 asking, 
What the hell is a grime artist? Mm -hmm. But also had the privilege of announcing the French midfielder's arrival at Old Trafford with his own especially commissioned song. And for those of you, like me, who are far too middle class to make out what the hell he's saying, you probably missed my favourite line in the whole thing. Shut down Malia, shut down Iceland, oh my god, this not fair. Shut down Malia, shut down Iceland, oh my god, this shit's not fair. Come on, mate. You're the world's most expensive player, and the only thing you can come up with to celebrate this is victories over Iceland and Malia. You might as well have gone for, I like a ham and cheese toasty, but don't judge me because I got boasty. For the impact it has. But I do like the concept. Sign up a musical artist to announce the arrival of a new player to your club. I am really looking forward to seeing Peter Andre heralding Sado Barahinio's transfer to Stoke City in a few weeks' time. Whoa, Barahinio. Barahinio. I want to get close to you. It's an exciting time for United and exciting times for Manchester because on the other side of the city, they were splashing the cash too with £47 million transfer John Stones moving from Everton to Manchester City and making these Everton fans from last season eat their words. It turns out money can buy your stones. You just need an absolute shitload of it. No doubt, he is a player with loads of potential, and I'm sure he's bound for great things. I mean, name one other time that a £50 million transfer of a promising youngster from Merseyside to Manchester City went horribly wrong. Setting Sterling away, he's in here! Raheem Sterling misses the target! Huh. Oh yeah. It's the brand new season and a brand new charm offensive from managers, players and clubs, each hoping that some good grace with the fans might buy them an extra week or two in the job when the going finally gets tough. For Jurgen Klopp, when it comes to winning over fans, then you can't really go wrong with having a bit of a beef with the Sun, who have never really been forgiven for their coverage of the Hillsborough disaster. As for Klopp, he won't even talk to him. I don't talk with the Sun anymore. You can listen. So it's not because um, I'm in Liverpool now, it's because of a um, few things which will happen in the next few days or in the weeks, I don't know. OK, so he says it's nothing to do with being Liverpool manager, but the effect is still the same. It does lead me to wonder what he's hinting at. What is going to come out in the next week or two that has ruffled the usually charming German's feathers? My money is on an expose concerning an unscrupulous page three photographer and some quite explicit pictures of Klopp that he wants to keep under wraps. See what, Jürgen? Just for fun, why don't you unbutton your shirt a little bit? Nah, nah. No one will ever see the pictures, I promise. Oh, that's lovely. Oh. A more unique approach was taken by David Veer, now of New York FC, who chose to win over younger fans with an appearance on Sesame Street. We are the, the Sesame, Sesame Sports Superfan Cheering Club! Hello, Rosita. Hello, Googie. Hey. Hey. And he was set a very special challenge by our new furry friends. You are going to bounce the ball ten times in a row. Ready? One, two, three, four, five. Need to practice a little more. I mean, fair play to the lad, he did all right. Most footballers can't even count up to 10. What I did notice was that apparently Sesame Street's characters 
have more ability to motivate a footballer than Roy Hodgson. Don't give up! Me have faith in you, soccer ability! Muppet. But when I say everyone is on the charm offensive, I mean almost everyone, because Jose Mourinho isn't playing ball. He's already upset Adan Janasai by telling him to get changed with the reserves. He's annoyed Juan Mata by substituting him just 20 minutes into his own substitute appearance. But it's the treatment of Bastian Schweinsteiger that has really got people upset. The Portuguese has been accused of bullying the German international. But what's Jose been up to, I wonder? A wet willy in the manager's office? Wedgies in the Carrington locker room? Making up limericks using words that rhyme with Schweinsteiger, like, um, Schweinsteiger? No. Jose has been making Bastian train with the reserves after he was deemed surplus to requirements. You may think fine, that's common practice, but not according to Dijen Stefanovic, a lawyer and FIFA Pro member who said that in his home nation of Slovenia, Mourinho would face up to three years in prison for such acts of bullying. It does seem the special one has become the spiteful one, but that seems a bit harsh. I mean, was that even really bullying? Maybe it's much worse than it sounds. Maybe this form of psychological torture is now being used by Guantanamo Bay. No, 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 not the water again, anything but that! You're in luck. The US government now classes that as torture. <laughs> does that mean you're letting me go? Not quite. We're sending you to train with Memphis Depay. There is no denying that all eyes are on Leicester City this season to see if they can, well, do a Leicester City and once again challenge for the Premier League title. We'll have to wait and see on that one, but one story that won't go away is Jamie Vardy the movie. It seems like it's actually happening, and last season's fairy tale is edging closer to the big screen. This week, Hollywood actor Will Ferrell even threw his hat into the ring to play the England striker. A movie's going to be made about his life. Is that something that you would like to star in yourself? I would have to, I think, play him in his later years, his later fatter years. Uh, I don't think I could play him, you know, in his football playing days. Yeah. Whilst it would be great to see Will Ferrell leading Leicester to the title on the big screen, he's right. His lack of fitness or any real game time recently would make him an unconvincing portrayal of a footballer. So I guess that also rules out Samir Nasri for the role. Although Will might change his mind about being involved if there are any demands for method acting in the new big screen blockbuster after quite a strange story appeared online. A supposed clipping from Jamie Vardy's autobiography, From Nowhere, appeared online and told a story of how Vardy, when celebrating a win with old club Stockbridge, killed the club's mascot dog by feeding it cans of Stella Artois. It's a lovely, heartwarming story that I'm sure we'd all love to see playing out on the big screen, as lovely Jamie settles down with old Yella for a good old session with an eight-pack of wife beater. But its validity has been called into question by none other than Vardy's missus, who took to Twitter to deny the tale ever really happened, saying, Are people really that stupid to believe everything they read? No one killed a dog. If it is true, it's pretty disgusting. I mean, everyone knows dogs prefer Craftdale to Stella. If it's not true, well, Twitter had a laugh. Jamie probably flogged a few extra books, so everyone's a winner. 
everyone except the dog. But you know what they say. Bark shit, get banged. Finally, a little tip for anyone who wants to be a football pundit. Stay on the ball. You are the authority on football, and as such, you need to sound informed. Just take Ian Dowie, who was covering the recent Wigan game for Sky Sports. Wigan back in it, Ian Dowie. Most certainly, are. we didn't hear Wigan until far in the Euros. We're certainly hearing it now. Sorry, what, Ian? You didn't hear the Will Grieg chant at the Euros? It was bloody everywhere! I don't think I turned on the TV once without hearing a load of German blokes singing about a player they've never even heard of. Are you watching with the sound off or something? Actually, I think what Dowie is doing is just what I do with my wife. You block out what you don't want to hear. You haven't done the washing up like I asked you to! Oh, sorry my pet. I must not have heard you. It's a great tactic. If you don't like it, don't listen. A practice I would suggest we all adopt next time Michael Owen is commentating on television. Can anybody stop him? It's still Michael Owen! Unbelievable! Right, that's it. We are done for another week and it is good to be back. Just like last season, we have a new show for you every single week. And if you like it, please do tweet about it. You can write a review on iTunes or if you really want to push the boat out, get our name tattooed on your forehead. It'll look lovely. Now, I'm off to record a grime record for the credits, because that's full time. Bye. Mic drop. I hope you enjoyed the football show. Now it is time for me to go. It was written by and produced completely by Jim Salverson and Matt McGinley. If you didn't think that it was shit, go to iTunes and subscribe to it. We covered the news from on the pitch. Now it's time to go because I want a sandwich. Ooh, bread, bread, sandwich with ham on cheese. Uh. Mike drop Jim out. <laughs>